0: well hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of the max danielson show i'm your host max danielson and joining me today is a very special guest a guy who has been there since really the beginning of my career dating back to freshman year of high school uh the man that we built a a incredible legacy at bishop lynch with was there the whole ride and now is building his own legacy especially going to unt next year that is the man, the myth, the legend of Bishop Lynch Athletics, and as well, the women's soccer team known for saying the lunchtime prayer during one of yeah. their soccer games, Mr. Jared Hedges. Jared, glad to have you back on the show, man. It's been over a year, and especially just glad to re- or reconnect here on some sort of pod- podcast or broadcast with you.
1: Yeah, dude, you know, just... School, I'm done with school now, uh, for the semester at least, so just got off of work, work's going well, um, as I've told you, so. Yeah.
0: Well, Jared, of course, uh, a lot has changed really since you've been on the show, not only just in the world, but especially kind of how we run the broadcast here. Uh, Of course, like we did last time, I just want you to kind of stay just a little bit about yourself, um, and then also kind of what sports teams you follow, even though, uh, especially all my Bishop Lynch viewers know, uh, that you live, breathe, and just talk about the Chicago, the Chicago Blackhawks on a daily basis.
1: So, yeah, um, you know, for me, you know, I uh, went to Bishop Lynch with you for four years, uh, did jam sports for four years, three years, whatever it was, uh, can't remember. But, um, you know, for me you know, I've always been into hockey. Uh, it's the fastest sport there is. I mean, you know that. Yeah. Um, I would say, you know, obviously, besides the Blackhawks, I would say I've got, I like Tottenham because of Harry Kane.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Though, as we'll talk later, that's probably not going to be the case next yeah. season. Um, and then, you know, I like really the Rangers and then another baseball team that I've kind of gotten into is the uh, philadelphia phillies oh really so i've kind of been looking at them yeah if i had to jump on a team that wasn't the rangers i'd probably say it'd be the phillies
0: because i remember a long time ago like you're also really big on the the uh, cubs
1: yeah it's just for me it's like you know i like bryce harper yeah a lot i i really really like aaron nola you know just a guy i mean if you've seen him pitch he's yeah. He doesn't th- doesn't throw that hard, you know, 92, 93, not 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 fast, but it's the pinpoint accuracy that he pitch placement that he's got. You know, he's got the best curveball in the game. Right, yeah.
0: I mean, that's up for debate, honestly. I mean, you have Clayton Kershaw who is oh, yeah. got the deadliest 12-6 in the game and there's a lot of other guys. Um yeah. but I mean, there's, I, I agree with you 100%, though. Aaron Noah is kind of one of those very underrated dudes. And also, I mean, you got Zach Wheeler on that team, too, oh, yeah. in, in their rotation. Um, you got a lot of underrated guys. I know Reese Hoskins. He's kind of a guy that bounces up and down in that team. Yeah. Uh, Didi Glorius, of course, Joe Girardi becoming their manager. Yeah. Now, Uh, so going aside from all sports here, talking about just yourself, I want to ask you because a lot of people from Bishop Lynch really don't kind of know, or just even so the viewers, because I've mentioned – you know, Jam Sports a lot on the podcast and kind of, re, you know, recollect all of the times that uh, we had for that whole legacy of Jam Sports, but I kind of a lot of people don't really know, you know, how did you end up at Bishop Lynch and kind of what was that journey to get to Bishop Lynch?
1: Well, literally for me, Bishop Lynch, um, you know, my uncle was a teacher there slash coach. So honestly, had it not been for him, I would not have gotten to Bishop Lynch, Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I really, really, really did enjoy my time at Bishop Lynch, you know, met a lot of people, uh, very good friends. Um, you know, that's pretty much how That's got to Bishop Lynch. Had it not been for Darren, probably wouldn't have been there. Yeah.
0: And it, I mean, I can attest, I mean, De- or coach Edge is a great teacher also always gave me hell every single day oh, of the week oh, when dude. I was in his environment.
1: Stu- oh my gosh. Guys. Oh my gosh, dude. They... He was, gee, he just lights my ass up about every <laughs> we little We heard thing.
0: so many stories about you. And then oh. it always come back on to me because I was the yeah. direct connect to you. Because it's like, okay, oh, yeah. Jared's not in class, so let's just fucking roast the hell out of Matt. Oh,
1: yeah. Oh, no, that's exactly what it is, you know? But, the, but, you know, for those that, you know, know him like you do, that's just the way he shows that, um, you know, he likes you
0: exactly exactly
1: if he if he didn't you know mess around with you or anything I'm not gonna say he didn't like you but you weren't one of his favorites you yeah know what i mean exactly
0: um uh, i mean for sure i can attest to that so many times too um uh, now one thing jared that uh, we'll talk about here a lot of people during the time at bishop lynch and Really, a lot of people, I remember, you know, Miss Longoria even asked you the first day, you know, because you were so big into sports and asking, you know, why why weren't you playing sports and all of that? And a big thing that many people don't know about you is kind of your heart condition and kind yes. of, uh, you know, what started all of that. Um, so, so I just kind of want to ask you about that and kind of how did that then lead to just the love of sports that you have whoa. right now? Because I imagine, so, you know, the, the start of it, you were an adamant sports fan, like, like me, and, or like me, you know, oh, to yeah. begin with, but something also carried over with that.
1: Well, so mainly, you know, so what's weird is nobody in my family has heart problems. Mm-hmm. Nobody. Except me. And, um, you know, in my family, you know, it sounds just like yours. I grew up, there was always baseball on. Mm-hmm. Always. I had no choice. I had no choice. I had to watch baseball or had to watch football. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of forced me to get into it. And, you know, I was like any other kid. I could play sports while I was little. But once I hit high school, I can't train like y'all did. And you do right now. I mm-hmm. can't do that. So, you know, I thought, you know, you know, it's every kid's dream to make it to the big leagues. So I was like, you know what? I can't do it playing the game. Well, why don't I make it another way?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So that's kind of what led me into um, where I am right now. Yeah. You know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't change it. If you were to say you have the ability to play sports, would you do it? I said no, I would not. I wouldn't change what's gone on my entire life for anything. Mm-hmm. I got you, man. And, I mean,
0: it, I, I definitely understand, you know, kind of where that comes from and especially just everything. And we'll even talk about here in a little bit kind of, in a way, you've almost, you know, you had some experience in the big leagues already with some with some yeah. people, uh, and we'll get into that here in a little bit as well. Uh, but now I kind of want to talk about, you know, just the journey. Or so we talked about the journey to Bishop Lynch, but a lot of people at Bishop Lynch, and I still hear about it even to this day. I'll walk into the school, and I'll still see people wearing Jam Sports stuff. So. The big thing I want to talk to you about and, you know, reminisce a little bit is just the legacy of Jam Sports and kind of what it became, you know, because I remember when we were just brainstorming the idea freshman year, there was a lot. And there's a lot of things that I think the Bishop Lynch community or just the viewers who have heard about Jam Sports, they don't really know the obstacles that me and you had to go through in order for it to because it was really a four year process to get it to where it ended up being that last year and kind of just. As you know, the greats in sports have, especially Peyton Manning, riding off into the sunset and having a legacy there. And I kind of want to talk to you about that and ask you about that. What are some things that a lot of people don't know? You know, kind of what was the behind the scenes of Jam Sports and what made it from where it went from brainstorming day one to day, however many that we are at Bishop Lynch and recording that final episode in May of twenty uh g twenty nineteen at the at that. Yeah,
1: point. I would. For me, I remembered because what i'm trying to do at unt now you know i wanted to make sure there was something that students would be like okay there's going to be an episode this week all right i will want to watch it you know you just want to i wanted to give something that people would want to watch and you know not just you know yeah you know we didn't please everybody with sports but heck no but but you know we (laughs) but the overwhelming majority were good with what we did oh yeah you know it, it was just you know I knew when getting to talk to you that something was going to come from the, us meeting each other, whether, mm-hmm. you know, doing what we did. I really did think, you know, just the constant, you know, asking Miss Longoria, you know, like, hey, trust me, like, you know, yes, it's 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 cool to talk about Bishop Lynch, and we're not saying that we're not going to do that, you know, but yeah. a lot of people also want to hear about pro sports because you and I don't agree on certain things. I mean... We you still know? we
0: still don't no. agree on certain
1: things to no. this day. He'll
0: text me something, I'll be like, Nah, I don't agree with that one bit.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, and that's the thing, is like, you know, that's the whole thing of having a sports show is if you agree with each other on everything, you can't it's have a show. It's pretty shit. It's pretty shit. Yeah, you cannot you cannot have a show if you're constantly Oh yeah, you're right. You're right, Max. Oh you're right, Jared. Like you can't do that, you know? Yeah. And it, it I, I do I am grateful that Miss Ongoria gave us a chance to talk about pro sports. I think that was the coolest part because I I don't know if you did, but I had, you know, I remember students would come up and ask, oh, you should talk about this. You should talk about this. Like, Yeah. And, um, you know, it's just what we learned and all that. It's formed probably, I would say, a life friendship, you know. So I'd never, I'm just. Just glad things happened the way they did, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think a lot of people don't really... Or a lot of people really don't remember. And I think that's also on our part. That's a good thing that they don't remember this. But I know you can attest to this, Jared. That at the beginning, it was very hard to get viewers. Like, viewers that were actually going to pay attention to the show. Even it took really, I would say, genuinely towards the halfway point of our senior year when everyone started to really get into Jam Sports. And I think also... Just what all happened with the cross campus that year, and just oh, yeah. kind of, and I, it's a blessing, and also, it was a pain in the ass for me to have to deal with all those people in across campus that weren't getting their shit done. But at the same time, that led other people to being like, you know, it went from our our sophomore and junior years to hey, when's across camp- campus going to be until to our senior year? Hey, when's jam sports going to be this week? And that was something I think a lot of people don't remember is there were so many obstacles uh, to get through. And I think the big one that you mentioned was just creating that viewership and creating. And it took a long time to even convince, you know, the people at Bishop Lynch to, hey, we have an idea and we think this can work. It's just now about trusting us. And, you know, the big thing about it was it, it took a long time for us, Jared, really, if you think about it, to get actually on the air i don't know if you remember this specifically but our first episode ever actually didn't air
1: yeah no and and you know it's i'm grateful that you know miss songoria you know after we she saw the potential that we had yeah that she fought for it to happen because she
0: really did i think and a lot of people don't give her that credit is that you know people think like oh you know like she she cared about across campus so much when a lot of people don't realize how much she believed in Jam Sports, now there's to say the least that there were sometimes me and you were kind of you know, yeah, Miss you know, Longoria were just button heads at each other because, but at the same time, that was for a greater vision. We both, yeah, we she's all three just had just trying this to vision.
1: help us get better. You know, yeah, exactly. And and she, because you know, she's done it before. Oh yeah, you know, there's a reason why she's teaching a class that she's not dumb. Yeah. you know, she knows and a lot what she's of people,
0: doing. You know, I've heard so many students like will say, you know, shit about her. I'm like, y'all don't realize the shit that she does for everyone. Like, how much shit. Now, I had to experience it from the senior student producer role of everyone's shit on the day that it was. I can't imagine dealing with that every fucking day for every fucking year. And I think, honestly, Jared, that was probably the worst year of Across Campus just because. The people who we worked with, yeah, and it's gonna no. sound like I'm really ratting on the across or the, you know, co or the co-workers of across campus with me, uh, and me and Jared. But
1: no, in reality, I mean, seriously, Jared, we got were to like, the, the only point... two
0: people in that class that gave a shit. Like we were and cranking... actually did projects.
1: We were cranking out episodes. Four episodes a month,
0: four episodes a month,
1: and I do remember there would be a couple times where, hey, can you all throw something together?
0: oh my gosh
1: can you throw throw something together real quick and you know why was that that because
0: they didn't have a segment yeah no one else had a segment and then it's like okay now we got to pull the weight, you know
1: yeah and it and it it was fun you know it, it it taught us you know the whole importance of deadlines you know oh my god
0: i remember there was one morning in particular jared i don't know if you remember this that we got that someone from the uh administrative department came up and said hey we got to get something for Jam Sports out today. Can we? Can y'all do it? And we're in class, getting ready. We're trying to edit for next week's episode or that following week's episode because we already record it. And we're like, uh sure. And we're having to put together an entire script. And there was a whole. And what a lot of people don't realize is the whole the whole process that a Jam Sports episode took. Yeah. It was a le- a week long process, really, to yeah. get everything done. And a lot of people don't realize that. A lot of people just think, you know, oh, you go record, throw shit together, Cause, boom, it's done. Cuz
1: the most important part is you you got to have your information yeah. correct.
0: Absolutely. And
1: cuz And up it, to date too. Yes, cuz you you do not want to, you know, say, "Oh, let's just say right now, hypothetically speaking, let's say I said Mike Trout leads the league in batting average." Well, he he was a week ago. Now he's not. Yeah. So now it looks like I'm lying, you know. We just had to it was constant. You got okay, is this right? Is this yeah. right? You had to make sure you were right before you said it.
0: And it would be minutes before an episode that we checked that too. Like l- literally during the episode, we would be checking stats. I remember my phone never worked during when we recorded. How ironic no, it there. It never did. Oh, it never did. But yours yeah. always did. So I was like, okay, oh, yeah. look up this. Let's make sure this is right. And Oh, man, Jared. Do you remember? And I want to. This will be the last thing we'll talk about here on JF Sports. Do you remember when we writ, writ, writ Holy moly, Max English here. Wrote everything on the board.
1: Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> and like, where
0: we did it one take.
1: Yeah. No, like, you know, when we first started, we would do it all in one take. It, now, it why. was the dumbest now, idea. Now, I don't know why, why we why? thought it was a smart idea at the time. Because uh, no, looking yeah, back, exactly. it was so stupid. Now, why we did that? Don't know. But, you know with the whole script thing i mean it wasn't like word for word but it was mainly like stats yeah that's that's literally what what you mean what we mean by script it was stats yeah so yeah no it you just it's important to remember everything you know you 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 hate to be in the middle of talking and oh fuck i forgot what i was saying
0: there are so many there are so many bloopers that we never either they got erased or we never released them, but there were so many times that it would usually be me that'd be like, fuck, I messed up halfway through. Or or the one time, Jared, and I know you still give me shit about this every fucking, at least once a month, the go football.
1: Oh, yeah. No, you know, and that's just the fun part about working on camera is you, you're going to fuck up every now and then. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's going to happen. I mean, the best do it, you know? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, like I know I've done stuff where we're in the middle of talking and we're almost done or the bells about to ring and I fucking forget what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. You know?
0: Or you say go football and then we got to redo 15 minutes of video. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> but so we're going to still talk about here Bishop Lynch though, but I want to move more so to the the thing that brought you to Bishop Lynch was a quote was of course your uncle uh Darren hedges and at the time, he was the uh, varsity uh, girls soccer coach. And you were actually one of the managers for that team. So I yeah. kind of want to ask you about that and how that also played into Impact, you know, your career and kind of just the things that came from that experience as a manager.
1: Well, and, you know, it, it being the manager, it was very fun. You know, it, it, being around all the girls, that they, they, they were so awesome to me. They really were. Um you know, you I didn't really, you know, get to be a part of a team as a player, but that's the closest thing that I got to do. And you know what? I had to take it. You know, it, you got to have a I didn't think too much of it. I remember um I needed a P.E. credit. This was junior year. I needed to have this P.E. credit. So me and Mr. Becker were talking and I said I brought up the idea. What if I managed soccer with Darren? And a light bulb went off in his head. Huh. I never thought about that. So I went to talk to Darren and Darren was like, "Oh, they're not going to s- say yes." But I, and I said, "I just talked to Mr. Becker. You have to okay it. He's fine with it." So then that became me being the manager. You know, they they were going doing games and all that, those bus rides, you know, Darren, you know, I'm thinking, you know, he's going to be somewhat professional because being around, being around, being around, you know, a bunch of chicks. Yeah. Nah. no.
0: Nah. <laughs> Hell no.
1: No, like I remember we were in Wichita Falls and oh, God, uh, I had the, I had a, you know, as the bag of balls and I was about to load him into the bus and, you know, everybody was around. And he cup checked me. And I dropped all the balls everywhere. And they came out of the bag and all that. And I, you know, I go up to him. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) And he goes, look, your balls dropped. (laughs) And it was just little stuff like that. But, you know, with the girls, I mean, it it was awesome. You know, senior year, I've said so far in life, you know, I've gotten to do some pretty damn cool things. Yeah. Um, which we will probably talk about in a second. Oh, yeah. Um, but them winning state my senior year, that was awesome. You know, being with a majority of the girls for the whole season, or two years, really, and just seeing them, you know, get beat in the state semifinal the year before, and then beating Ursula in our senior year, mm-hmm. that was that I was. I remember awesome. that
0: game, too. I remember that game.
1: Yeah. Because me, it, you,
0: and Cliff were chalking it up in the press box that whole game.
1: Oh, yeah. No, oh, it, 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 all in all, it was just a fun experience, you know. Those girls, you know, once... I mean, I remember we were in Wichita Falls, and that's kind of when things changed, because, you know, they'd be a little hesitant to talk about certain things. Yeah. Because they'd think, you know, I would tell Darren. But I remember one time something... Just a rough game. They they got a... They drawed the game, but some things happened, and things were said, and stuff like that. And they were talking, and I turned around, and then they... Start. they quit talking and i just was like look you can trust me not to tell them and as soon as that happened i was a part of the team yeah yeah so you know doing you know i went to a couple parties with them oh god you know
0: we don't oh my you know what i will actually talk about this this before we get into the one thing i want to ask you about this story here um, because I think we talked about it a lot before, but I have no idea how it happened, what led to it, and then just everything after. So this was our senior year, and it was around prom, actually. Okay, that's when it was around. Yeah. So I'm just chilling, you know. After are you prom. talking
1: about Sadie's or prom? I think it was think Sadie's. It was, what are you what, talking okay, about? Okay, was one when of the was... two. It was okay, either yes.
0: Sadie's or Prom, whichever one it was. I think it was Sadie's, because I was just I got back, I was chilling in my house, I just had a beer, and I checked my Snapchat story, and there's about and I and I'm not exaggerating here, 30 Snapchat stories from people around Bishop Lynch, at like from Bishop Lynch, of Jared doing a keg stand.
1: Okay. Doing so a keg stand. Literally... And they
0: said jam sports. And then and then it doesn't end there. Then about Said hour, hour or two later, there's 30 more of these stories that say Rip Jam Sports and Jared is passed the fuck out on the ground. So (laughs) what the hell happened there? Okay,
1: so I was just chilling. I was hanging out with um, David and, you know, that group. Uh And um, Will, Will calls me (laughs) and says, hey, man. And I could tell he he was he was in his system. He said, hey, you want to come over to uh, Siska's house? I mean, I was like, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, of course. So I come in and, you know, you know how all those football dudes will start massaging your shoulders and all that. (laughs) So I I come in and, you know, the Murphys are massaging my shoulders and patting me on the back. And then you know I get to the backyard and I see all these people, and they see me, and I was like, "Uh oh, this is not good." I know exactly <laughs> what's fixing to happen. So they all start chanting my name to do a keg stand. Antonio, Antonio was the one who made it happen. <laughs> he goes, he goes. He's uh, silent, so but he is. Deadly. Somebody was in the. Somebody was doing a keg stand when I got there. So I got there. I was just chilling in the back, purposely chilling in the back. Yeah. Made the mistake of sitting next to Antonio. Oh, God. So the guy was done, or whoever was doing it was done. And Antonio goes, Jared, it's your turn. And everybody turned around. I was like, uh-oh, there's no turning down this. So then one, I get on there, and, you know, the person, whoever's doing the nozzle had it pointing down in my mouth, like, not back in my mouth, so it made it very hard to swallow. Yeah. So, you know, I had to redeem myself, so that's why I did another one, and then...
0: Oh, that's right, uh, it was two of them!
1: Yes. Uh I had to redeem myself, so I think I outdrunk everybody on the second keg stand, and then, uh... I do not remember what else happened after that. I think (laughs) I I was told I did shots. And then, um... You know, I was just chilling. You know, I was gone. I mean, as you could, as you remember about me being passed out, but I was just sitting there chilling. I remember I was by these bushes, Uh and this, and uh, Jack Taylor literally goes with his finger just barely, and I fall back like he just did that to me, and I'm sitting there in the bushes, and I cannot get up to save my life. And of course, you know, everybody's laughing, filming me. I can't get up. Like, I literally, my legs are noodles. So, you know, then after all that, I, um, we're on our way home. I don't know if you, you probably know about, you know, what happened on the way home in David's car. Yeah, (laughs) I remember Okay, so I'm, all the stuff came out. I was in the process of rolling the window down and it just didn't go down quick enough. (laughs) And uh, so after all that, you know, I had to pay to get his car detailed and all that, which was fine. And uh, um, he threw a pillow on the ground, gave me a blanket. That's all I remember. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was probably about 4 or 5 a.m. I wake up. My grandmother's calling me. And I don't know who it is. I said, yeah. He goes, hey, what are you doing? Uh, I just woke up. It's like it's like. 10 o'clock, what are you doing still asleep? Did you go out last night? It's like, I think so. He's like, "Uh uh-oh. And she goes, hey, uh, Trevor Story's here. You want to come talk to him?
0: Oh, that's right. That was the day after.
1: (laughs) So, you know, I go and I run to the gas station, shove a whole pack of gum in my mouth, and he... I'm talking to him about stuff, and he could tell I'm out of it a, a little bit. Like, I do remember it. Yeah. I do remember talking to him. It's just, you know, I did have a little buzz. And he goes, you you party last night? He's just like, I said, yeah. He's like, I could tell because you have literally like a whole pack of gum in your mouth. So I could tell you're trying to hide something and just gave me shit.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. I don't know if you remember um, the text the next morning you sent me. This is about then 10 a.m. in the morning, so it's right about that time. And I get a text that says, hey, I'm not dead. And I I texted you after, huh?
1: I'm like, you know, what I my whole thing was I was like, you know, I've been with people and they've been drunk. I had the class to not take a picture of it. And, well, it appears everybody saw it. And here's the other thing. So – Yeah, after all that, you know, I talked to Trevor's story and all that. I slept the rest of the day. You know, I wake up to go to school um, the following morning. Like this, the thing was on a Saturday. Yep. So I talked to Trevor on Sunday. I did homework and slept. So then that Monday comes around. And, you know, me still not comprehending what truly happened on that Saturday night. I'm just, you know, here just chilling. And everybody's looking at me. And I do not know why. And, and we had
0: broadcasting that day, too.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so I go in there and I'm like, I was like, I, I said to the class, I was like, I do not know why people are fucking looking at me all the time. I, I do not know why. And I think it was you told me. And then I think somebody like Chloe or Megan said something. And that's when I knew. Oh, fuck. I did it a little too hard on Saturday.
0: Yeah? (laughs) I remember (laughs) you sent me the, hey, I'm not dead. And I I remember texting you after that. I'm like, Jared, we need to talk about the brand here. (laughs) uh, I remember then Coach Hedges gave me absolute hell when I got to that classroom. Because his class was right after broadcasting. So he was like, what the fuck did your co-host do? No, (laughs) no,
1: and... I've been trying ever since I've been that day. I, I mean, I don't think it was you, but I never told him about it.
0: It wasn't me. It was someone else.
1: I've never. Yeah, that's the thing is I'm like,
0: I don't know who said who it. Told but literally, because we were talking about we're like, I, I think I was the one who told me I, I was like, yo. We need, like, we just need to keep this on the DL, just kind of like, yeah, yeah. Make sure, like, we don't say anything. If you hear anything, deny, deny, deny. And,
1: well, yeah. And then is Hedges the is couldn't. like,
0: or Darren's like, what the hell happened S- Saturday? I'm like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. He's like, what happened to your dumbass co-host that he got drunk? I was like, what? And he's like, you don't uh, know about yeah. this. I'm like, no. But, yeah, no. I don't know and, who the hell told him, but,
1: also, I mean, by I was way, like,
0: yes, dick was Dick move whoever fucking yes, told him. yes.
1: Like, was I, was I, was I, a little pissed off about it? Yes. Oh shit! I was too. But but he he didn't care.
0: Oh, of course it not. just gave him. Oh. He gave both of us shit. <laughs> he
1: gave he gave it gives him ammo. That's why oh, yeah. he likes it. Yeah. Like every single time. Hey, make sure you don't throw up in the car, okay? Yeah. Every single time I have something, he always says something. <laughs> but, oh but yeah no and i I remember you know that day everybody's talking to me I was like I don't like I've never talked to before people are talking to me and I remember going to mr Walden so apparently I guess Walden's daughter might have told him oh, or back somebody up. Back up. and so I'm sitting in class you know I'm just basically I'm staring into his soul because I'm just you know he's in there in class you know doing his stuff like he always did and I'm just staring at him uh-huh he's like wait what's up jared what are you staring at me for like i just snapped out of it you know i just like well i don't know mr walden i don't know he goes how was sadie's and i (laughs) said oh shit oh my god and everybody in class lost it so yeah
0: oh man well so we'll move on from bishop lynch and kind of digress from that topic here um i kind of want to ask you and this is kind of what we're gonna get on to the point kind of where you've had kind of your start kind of in the pro sports world a bit, you know, just talking about, you know, kind of the work, not only that you do at the golf course, but as well, kind of, you know, your writing, your journalism career that you've had so far, the connections that, that, and then kind of just, you know, shaping into UNT and kind of how that all is kind of transforming now. I mean, going into it next semester.
1: So really what's, what's gone on is, you know, after BL, I did write for the... I went to community college before UNT. Um, Pre-COVID, you know, I only had one real semester of college. So, pre-COVID, I wrote for the school newspaper. And then, you know, after COVID happened, I mean... You know, I pretty much couldn't do anything, you know? I, <laughs> no sports, no, no school, you know? And then... uh you know, at Unt so far, I'm just now. I finished my first semester up there, and I'm getting into the classes that I need to be taken. So, um, I did one that was I hated it, but I had to do it for a requirement. It was pictures; like I had to take pictures. Oh, photography. Yeah, I do. No, it's like no, it was a journalism class because it was like photojournalism. And then the other one, I did like an actual segment like we've always done. Uh-huh. And so the first part of the year was taking pictures. i was like, God, this sucks. And then once I got to the uh, second part of the semester, I did a segment on... Uh, so I'll go, this is transitioning into work. Um, I work at Las Cleanas Country Club, which is not Four Seasons. They're different. Mm-hmm. And Las Cleanas Country Club is just... Right there, just nested, nestled in there. You mean you drive right by it if you don't know what you're looking for. And there has been some very fun things that have happened there. Um, One of the one of my favorite guys, his name's Joel Edwards. He used to be on the PGA tour. Mm -hmm. Now he never was like you know Tiger Woods or you know what I mean. Not not those guys that won any majors, but he did win a hand a couple times on tour. Um, when we were talking, I did my final segment on him. Like he's played with everybody, Tiger, yeah. Phil, not, now, not the, not the new guys like Brooks Kepka, Rory McIlroy, not guys like that, but he played with Tiger. He played with Phil. He played with, uh, Arnold Palmer. He played with guys like that. So I talked to him about t- his time on tour and, you know, shit like that. But then, you know, this past weekend, uh, was very, very, very cool to say the mm-hmm. least. Uh, yeah. At, at the club uh Jamie Ben, the Stars captain Dallas Stars captain is a member there. And I've hit it off with him ever since I've gotten to meet him. So it's to the point now where he would know who I was if I went to a Stars game. Mm-hmm. So I I met him, you know, before this was I met him the first time before they went to Edmonton for the the bubble last year. Yeah. That was the first time I met him. Then he came back six or seven times after the bubble. And, you know, we would just talk hockey. And, you know, he, he he liked knowing that, you know, a Texas kid was into hockey as much as he was. And we would just talk hockey nonstop. Mm-hmm. And so on, uh, I don't know what the date was, but this, this was a week ago today, or, well, whatever today, the 21st. Mm-hmm. Um, Jamie brought his teammates out there. Uh, he had the big ones that people will know was Tyler Sagan, John Klinberg and Ben Bishop. Mm-hmm. So they all came out here and golfed and you know, I took care of them. They were hammered already. And this was like 8 AM. I was like, dudes, it's a little too early to be doing that shit. Yeah. He's like, well, I know in the breath reeks of, Beer, and so they go do off. They go off and do their shit, and then I a thing we do for service to make tip money is we go out and clean their clubs for them, like uh, when they're finished. Mm-hmm. So we're they're doing renovations on the course, so they were finishing on hole eight. So normally we would clean clubs on eighteen after they're done. It's a great way to make our tip money. So I'm out there on eight cleaning their clubs, and apparently. I I know you'll know who they are, but Justin Dowling and Taylor Fadun on the Stars, apparently they did the winning. So I get out to hole eight, and there are clubs scattered everywhere. (laughs) There had to have been 30 clubs scattered everywhere. So I said, damn, somebody got salty. He said, yeah, that was Jamie. (laughs) So um, they all go back to the eight tee box. That's where the cargo was. And they all did shot after shot of fireball oh
0: my god
1: no and that's what i'm saying like i was like dudes so then they come they replay they play eight again and all the guys come down and i could tell they're drunk and yeah i, I clean their clubs for him. and jamie ben literally i was talking to dowling and fadoon because we were talking about hockey and they thought it was cool that, you know, me being from here, that I was into hockey like I was. And they were talking shit about the Black Hawks yeah. and stuff like that. And um, you hear, four? And you're like, uh-oh. So you duck. And Jamie n- missed me by a foot. <laughs> yeah, maybe a foot. And so all of them just start ripping him, ripping him. And so you know, I'm cleaning their clubs for them. I'm talking to him, and I just smell cinnamon. I'm like <laughs> y'all reek of fireball. <laughs> like so, we're we're talking and fucking around, and I got them to. I got a puck signed by Sagan. That was for myself. I got a magazine for one of my buddies, Sean. And um, we were talking, and you know, we we're fucking around a little bit, and. Tyler goes, damn, dude, you're looking thick. I was like, (laughs) I I jokingly, you know, I tell him, I was like, what are you looking at my ass for? And he just said something and he was wearing shorts. And I said, Tyler, you play professional hockey and my thighs are bigger than yours. It's like, (laughs) you might need to hit the weight (laughs) rings, what I told him. And then he he proceeds to say, uh, joking, who makes $9 million a year? (laughs) <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, you win," but no, that was a cool experience getting to interact with guys like that. Uh, ben Bishop, the nicest dude you'll ever yeah. meet. He recognized me. Like I, I saw him before they went to Edmonton for the bubble. And he remembered me, so we talked a little bit, and he said, "What was cool was uh, you know I was talking. You know he missed the whole year mm-hmm. because of a meniscus injury." So we were talking, and um, I said, "Do you know how are you doing? You think you're going to be ready for uh, the season?" He said, "Yeah, you know, really. What 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 I've been doing is rehab, 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 and you didn't want to rush back because if I rush back, what if I injure it again? Then I'm out again." So he said, "I will be ready for the start of the season, yes." Mm-hmm. And when he was leaving, I said, "Hey, can you give me a favor?" And he said, "Yeah, absolutely." I said, the next time you play the Blackhawks, can you let Kane score a few? He said, All right, come, give me the hundred dollars back that I gave you. <laughs> just just stuff like that. And then literally the very the very next day, um we were I was just working and the assistant golf pro, Brian, sends me and two other coworkers the T sheet but zoomed in on two specific names. Mm hmm. Travis Kelsey and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, and that's so, also, by
0: the way, going to be the uh, cover art for this episode.
1: Yeah. So we were, um, you know, I saw I saw Kelsey, and that motherfucker might be the biggest dude I've ever seen in my dude, life. He's like
0: six seven or six eight. Right? Oh
1: no, but it's it's not the fact that he's tall. It's
0: also he's buff as he's hell. He's
1: muscular. Yeah. yeah. And so, you know. I... One of the guys at work, my supervisor, he's a huge Chiefs fan. Now, now genuine Chiefs fan. Yeah. Like, his favorite player is Alex Smith. Yeah. To which, to me, proves you're a real fan. And, um, you know, I was like, I could have easily been a doucher and taken Kelsey and Mahomes. But I I was like, you know what, I let him do both of them. So he, he got to talk to Kelsey for a little bit. I did, too. And... Mahomes was a little was a little late, so we're sitting and we're looking for this SUV. So, you know, I'm sitting in a spot looking out towards where they pull in, and I see this Rolls Royce easy, easy three hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Easy. Jeez. And I'm like, bingo. <laughs> yeah. So he come he comes in, he parks his car, and there were people around. So you know and he kind of had to be quiet cuz you didn't want people to see him cuz you know he's the most you could say he's probably the most recognizable athlete in the United States yeah up there up there with lebron james not maybe not even mike trout yeah i think if mike trout were to roll in tomorrow i mean yes i would know who he was yeah but a good most portion of wanted. yeah exactly so he pulls in And we always grab clubs, like the clubs out of their car. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I come up to him and I, you know, it's his first time ever being here. So he gets out and I'm mumbling under my breath because I don't want people to to know who I'm talking to. So I go up to him and I said, Hey, I said, Hey, man, um, I'm just grabbing your clubs for you. We're going to run you out to your buddy on hole 13. Um, and he's like yeah yeah man that sounds good uh it's the quickest way to get there i said we'll show you so i got my supervisor to go out there with him because from my supervisor meeting patrick mahomes would be like the equivalence of me meeting patrick kane yeah so i was like i wanted to make sure he got the opportunity to do that so he i let him go do it and we were talking like i was literally tailgating them and we were talking about stuff like you know michael the supervisor asked him "Hey." How's the toe doing? He said, oh, I'm doing great, man. You know, just rehabbing it. Uh, I'm to the point where I can run on it. I just mm-hmm. can't cut on it yet. And I was like, the dude literally could just say, oh, it's fine. He went in detail about things that, you know, Michael would ask him about, you know? Yeah. Um, how's the kid? You know, they just had a kid not too long ago. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's great. You know, it's great being a dad. Um. We were just talking about just stuff, and they're just cool people. Yeah. And, you know, I asked him before we took him out, I said, Hey, if the situation's right, would you mind that if we got a picture? And he's like, Oh, dude, no problem, man. I'll for sure do that for you. And so we take him down to where we were meeting his buddy, and, and um, we drop him off and I've never heard a person hit a ball as loud as Mahomes. Jeez, really. Oh, and that thing was scooting too. Yeah. So he hits his he hits his drive and Michael goes, "Hey, uh Pat or Pat and Travis, is it possible that I could get a picture?" So he gets a picture and then he said, "Is it possible Jared could get one?" And then that's it. So I got a Michael got the picture with the guys and then I did
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was like, you know, it was either a picture or a ball. Yeah, I went with the picture because I thought Smart that'd be move. cool. So we got a picture and went around, went about the day. And you know, with these experiences that I've had at the club, it has made it easier to talk to people like that. Yeah, you know, without you know creaming your pants. Like I'll admit, I'll admit, the first time, the first time I met. The first time I met Jamie Ben, I'm not gonna lie. I was you know I was rock hard because I was nervous. A little bit of a chub. So yeah, I was talking to him and (laughs) honestly, I'll be honest with you. I had more of a hard time talking to Jamie Ben when I first met him. Yeah. Than I did Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. Jeez. Easy. So like you know, I just go you it's very hard. It really is. To try to act like they're any other dude. Take the football jersey off. He's just like you and me with Mm -hmm. more money. A lot more money than you and me. But no, it it was cool because, you know, I talked to some people that, uh, you know, people who work at Dallas National or DAC. Well, they would get fired if they get a picture with those guys. Jeez. But I asked permission from the golf pro. I said, hey, man and he can trust me to be like i'm not going to cause a scene over it he's like dude sure yeah man go for it just don't make it weird or else you don't get to do that again yeah so it all went it all went smoothly
0: yeah so, and you're talking about that was the first time with Jamie Ben right
1: yeah Jamie um i never got one with Jamie but with Mahomes he's like just don't make it weird that's all i got you i got you
0: so, so Now, kind of just trying to wrap uh, this interview portion up, I want to ask you, you know, kind of what are your post plans then? Because, I mean, you talked about also your journalism career and all that. You know, where are you trying to mainly go into? Is this, you know, even though I know personally that, but I'm asking this, of course, for the viewers, um, kind of where you are trying to go? Like, what is the post plan for Jared after UNT?
1: Well, I want to, if I could, Now, the dream is I want to work somewhere where hockey is bigger. Mm-hmm. And the place to do that is up north in Canada. Um, It would would be difficult to do that because I literally have, outside of the state, I have no family. All my family is here in Texas. So if if I could, I really, really, really want to have a job in Canada where, mm -hmm. you know, the Toronto Maple Leafs are talked about in the same retrospect as the Cowboys are up in Canada, you know? It's like where they eat, breathe, and sleep hockey like we do football. I just want to go to a place where hockey's the big deal. Or, you know, if that doesn't happen, I'd just love to stay here, you Mm -hmm. know, doing something for the Rangers, the Stars, the Cowboys. I mean, that's the whole deal of working where I work is the more times I see these guys and they know me and they like me, they – and it's a long shot. It may not happen. It yeah. very well may not happen. But what if it does? I would right. regret it the rest of my life if I never asked.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that's a great way to put it, man, is that do you want to live with the the thing of rejection or would you rather live with regret? Yeah. And it's always rejection because then you actually know, you know, you know, then if what you did, you know, even so you took your shot, you know?
1: Yeah. And and. In the And I did, you know, I'm more closer to Jordy Ben, Jamie's brother. Yeah. And, you know, I was telling him, I was like, dude, what would it take for me to work in Canada? Because I said, you know I know my shit. You know that. And he's like, yeah. He's like, well, you need to graduate college first. Mm-hmm. If you graduate college and you're still working at the club, have your golf pro Justin give me your give me your phone number, and we'll work on something. Because I mean, you know, these guys like Jamie. I mean, how how many people like does he have that in the NHL? You know, you got stars. Yeah. Uh, he could have buddies who play on different teams. Exactly. I mean, you never know, and that's why I try to. You don't want to always be weird around those guys. Like for example, uh, I got. I remember the one time I kind of saved Jamie a little bit. Uh, I was just talking to him in the parking lot. Yeah. And these people came by and asked me if they had their back towards Jamie and they were facing me. Yeah. They said, is this Jamie Ben? I said, no. I mean, it it was. Yeah. But I said, no, it's not. So, um, you know, they're trying to talk to me and he's just sitting there watching me. And they kept egging it on, and I, I kind of with my head kind of told him that if you want to leave, now's the time. And so he left and did whatever he did, and I'm down there cleaning carts, and you know I'm just sitting there, just minding my own business, and some dude just comes by and just slaps my back, scared the shit out of me, uh-huh. and I turn around and it's him, and he said, "Hey man, I really appreciate you doing that for me." And gave me $100. That's awesome. So it's just a little stuff like that. Yeah, that
0: that's, that's awesome, man. And I think that's a perfect way to end off this interview portion. Uh, so we're going to take a very quick commercial break. And then when we come back, we are getting into me and Jared's specialty forte. That is professional sports. So don't go anywhere. We will be right back. The Max Danielson Show is proud to announce Gage's Granite as an official sponsor for the Saturday podcast. Gages Granite is a family-run company operating nearby in the Dallas Metroplex. They offer custom granite, travertine, onyx, and marble countertops to homeowners and businesses since 2000. Give them a call today at 972-243-6097 or visit GagesGranite.com or on Facebook and Twitter. You can also stop by the main showroom located at 2427 Glenda Lane in Dallas. Gage's Granite, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. Hey guys, this is Jason with Lacrosse Monkey. Are you looking for a place to shop for your next athletic season? Monkey Sports is here to help. Whether you're looking for baseball, hockey, or lacrosse gear, if you can dream it, we've got it. We provide both the latest and best-on-the-market equipment for your athlete. Stop by and visit us at 105 West Bethany Drive, right off of US 75 in Allen. Monkey Sports, a proud sponsor of the Max Danielson Show. And welcome back. To the Max Danielson Show, where we left off, we were talking to Jared, kind of his his journey to Bishop Lynch, the legacy that we had at Jam Sports, his time as a manager for the Bishop Lynch soccer team, as well, talking about his career, kind of what he does for work, and just the connections that he's made along the way, and also what his plans for post college are, and uh, of course, you know, when I talk about Jam Sports. It's awesome when he gets to come back on the show because it's kind of our old stopping grounds is talking about professional sports. So we'll start off, Jared, especially since you're going to the the Ranger game tonight. Well, it would be yesterday when this podcast is released on uh, Saturday. But this is looking like the year of the no-hitter. And I say that because there were two no-hitters thrown within 24 hours of each other, being uh, Spencer Turnbull and as well Corey Kluber, and it, it's really weird because we had five no-hitters already on this season, and it just seems like it's getting more and more and more, especially with the strikeout rate going up in previous years since 2012. And I really want to ask you about that. I mean, what is even going on in Major League Baseball right now?
1: Well, I honestly, dude, I think all these no-hitters are hurting baseball. Um, if these no-hitters just keep happening they're not going to be as special anymore. Then yeah. now we're going to have to value the perfect game in the like same the retrospect no like we have the no-hitter. So if it's going to keep doing this, if we're going to keep throwing no-hitters every month or every week or every other day, I mean, we're hurting the game of baseball
0: Yeah.
1: if we're doing that. Um, you know, and I'm not trying to knock what the pitchers are doing. I'm not. It's just it's hurting the game if they keep doing this.
0: Exactly. That's all. And it's unintentionally hurting the game. Yeah, really. no. And I, and I actually haven't even thought about that, but you're totally right about that, that in a way it's unintentionally hurting the game of baseball because it's making an accomplishment. Like, you think about, I mean, perfect example of this. When Aroldis Chapman was throwing 106, his rookie year. Yeah. A lot of people thought that was, you know, super impressive because most guys are throwing, you know, 95, 96. And nowadays... 100 to 102 is pretty normal for you oh know, yeah those guys. yeah, a lot of and people whether it, throw it be a that. starter whether it be a reliever or even or even a closer
1: yeah and you know I mean again I'm not trying to knock what these guys do oh
0: absolutely
1: you well know, you know I went what's cool to me and this is what's weird I don't know if you even know this but um, you know I did go see Musgrove's no hitter here. Yeah, I did. And I did go see Kluber's no hitter as well. But, you know, I, I've been to so many baseball games yeah. and I've been to so many hockey games. Do so you mean to tell me that I magically see two no hitters in yeah. a month?
0: Yeah.
1: Versus never seeing a hat trick at a hockey game? Yeah. Now, I've seen some on TV, but yeah. not in person. I was like, this is crazy.
0: Yeah. And, and I'll tell you that, I mean, it's hard to throw. A lot of people don't realize how hard it is to throw a no-hitter. I mean, as a, I mean shoot, as a pitcher, I have yet to throw one in my career. Like, it's a very hard accomplishment, but it's becoming in a way natural for Major League Baseball now. You know, five in the first two months of the season is insane, to say the least.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, you know, it's just unfortunate that it also happened to be, like, us, we've been no hit twice. Seattle's been no hit twice, and Cleveland has been no hit twice. Yeah, it's the same teams have been no hit. And
0: three shit house uh, teams of the uh, major league.
1: Yeah, and <laughs> you know it, it's baseball's always been a fun sport. It's always been my first sport. Yeah. I've always been into baseball. Uh, you know, I enjoy the stadium. You know, I think the food sucks, but
0: <laughs> that is so true. That is so true. Except the like, hot dogs. No, the those hot things dogs always like, slap at Rangers ballpark.
1: No, like so on Wednesday it was dollar hot dogs. Oh,
0: those are the worst hot dogs. Those ones that they sell are terrible.
1: Okay, well I ate four of them pretty quickly, and yeah. I was starving too. So I, you know, I, the guys at work, it was somebody's turn to go get them. So we go, all right, uh, so and so, your time to go get the wieners. So they go get two wieners for all of us, and we eat them. And they're not the the Jumbo dogs are better. I'm not denying oh, that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So I found in the stadium I like sitting in left field the most. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if I told you this, but when the Rangers played the Angels, I was that close to getting a home run. But I didn't go for it.
0: That kind of reminds me of the Blue Jays story. <laughs> no,
1: no, but but the thing is if you're if from a fan's perspective, I got a free pass for the Blue Jays one.
0: Yeah. I didn't have a glove. Neither of us had a glove. Neither of us had a
1: glove. But I had a glove this time for the Gallo. Home. Ah,
0: Jared. No, the,
1: no, no. But I will explain. And I will. I'm not trying to justify. Yes, I didn't go for it. I will admit that.
0: I, I need the to way find the, this. I need to. I need to find the clip of this. And then just. I'll send it to you.
1: you. I'll send it to you on Instagram. So, Granted, yes. look, if I got it. It would have been a very good play. Yeah. It really would have, because I would have had to go two rows in front to catch it. Oh, my. And my problem was, I was like, I really do not want to go over there, because what if I eat shit? Literally, I try to climb over two rows, and what if I slip? Uh Uh-huh. Like, did you see Zach Campbell do that? Yeah. Yeah. So, I did not want to do that. So, and plus, the ball was not a pop fly either. It was coming. Yeah. It's... So they said the bat speed was a hundred, or the ball speed was one hundred fifteen miles an hour. So needless to say, yes, I got a little nervous and didn't go for it. I was hoping because the way I was I was sitting in right field, so you know I had the ball, I was tracking it, and then it started to drop. I was like, "Uh oh," because at the way it was going, it was going to me. Yeah, but then it started dropping. I was like, "Oh no, oh no." <laughs> So yeah, that ultimately, if you were to watch it and you zoomed in, it did land two rows in front of me, and I would have had to make a perfect catch to get it. I just wasn't wanting to do that for a 115 mile an hour ball.
0: Should have, man. Should have laid out on that. But uh, we'll move on here for another topic in Major League Baseball. We all remember, especially me and you probably remember, you know, after the literal downfall of the Rangers in 2011 that... Oh, Albert yeah. Pujols gets this massive 10-year deal by the Angels, and now in the final year of it, gets cut by the Angels and then signs with the Dodgers. To well, what many say is a very surprising uh, acquiring, and I think it is too. I just don't understand, as the Dodgers, why you need this. Well,
1: and exactly, because if you think about it, you know, yes, Cody Bellinger's hurt, yes. But how how long... Is he gonna be out? What are you gonna yeah. do with pool hosts You know if Pujols Pujols Or uh, you activate Bellinger. Let's just say Bellinger comes back in a week. Just saying that may yeah. be true. That may not be Bellinger is gonna occupy one of the outfield spots. So where are you gonna put Pujols like you have Max Muncy?
0: Yeah,
1: you have Chris Taylor You have Corey Seager you have Justin Turner so is he going to be a bench player i'm going to yeah. say yes
0: well they hit him. I, like his debut they put him right at first base yeah and a lot of us saying dh but because apparently they're that's saying, not the case
1: well well yeah cuz the, the nl didn't adopt the dh this year
0: shit what the hell am i thinking uh, <laughs> i was thinking so yeah. okay no i thought they were playing an al team that week that's why no, i was really no, no 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 no
1: I, I can't remember but no like literally they um I understand why they did it for veteran presence. Yeah. And I truly I'm glad that they did sign him because I did not want him to go unsigned and be forced to retire. Yeah. I'm glad that the Dodgers signed him for him for his sake.
0: I wish it was the Cardinals that signed him, to be honest.
1: Seriously, that that's what I thought, because you know, at the same time, you know, you get to find, you get to leave with the team that you you, you basically Everything cool that you did in your career was done in St. Louis. All yeah. the world you won two World Series. Um you played the majority of your career there. You won MVPs there. Yeah. In the at the Angels, you know, you hit the milestone home runs. You hit the three thousandth hit. You know, it's yeah. you really didn't do a whole lot in LA to be honest Besides with you. Besides
0: his five hundred home runs.
1: Yeah, That's... in the three thousand hits. Yeah. You know?
0: That's really it.
1: But it's a good thing for depth. I I don't think he sucks. I'm not saying that. Yeah. But he's he just definitely hasn't been as productive guy. as he's been. I he's definitely not a guy that I'd be like, "Okay, you're my everyday first baseman."
0: Yeah, no. For sure not. Um and speaking of the Angels, I mean, Trout now being out 6 to 8 weeks, that's a big thing too. I mean, it seemed like throughout these past few years, Trout has gotten injured way more and more as yeah. it's gone on.
1: Yeah, and you know, with the Angels, you know, I had a buddy of mine wanted to see him. I mean, I've already seen him. But see, you know, yes, I don't know if we're talking about this, but they have a pitcher who leads the American League in home runs. I mean, yeah. but still, like, Shohei Otani's not worth for me, or at least what I'm thinking. It's not worth me to go see him if Trout's not there.
0: Exactly.
1: Like, yes, Rendon's back, but it just wouldn't do a whole lot for me. What if he gets lit up? Yeah. Why would I want to watch him do that? You know, and I mean, so yeah, it's we just about, with oh sorry, Trout with Trout. You know, you you you've seen him play, and I've seen him play, but with Trout, you know, it's the same thing with you know the Edmonton Oilers with Connor McDavid. I mean, Mike Trout is so much better than everybody else, like Connor McDavid. Yeah, and. Many people would not go see Edmonton. And it's Edmonton. by a
0: landslide, too. Yes.
1: Like, nobody wants to go see Edmonton if Conor McDavid's not playing. Exactly.
0: I mean, seriously. It's,
1: it's like that with the Angels.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a big thing, too. And sorry, by the way, that I was cutting you off there. Oh, um, I know I've said this on the podcast before that there's some delays and stuff when it comes to when the whoever's speaking. Anywho... But, I mean, there's a lot of people also, you know, I mean, two big impacts for other teams. I mean, now Luis Robert's going to be out three to four months as I, I think Eloy's still out, right?
1: Yes, Eloy's out, And then too.
0: Dustin May is now out for the season for the Dodgers, and he was a really electric pitcher for them, too. Yeah,
1: and that derailed my fantasy team because I had both of them. So, <laughs> oh, so yeah. No, in. And- it's it sucks. It 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 did. I mean, I thought the White Sox were still going to be the contender. I mean, they're still good. Yeah. But you know, I thought with them going into the year, before Jimenez and all that getting hurt, I was like, damn, this is this is really going to be a powerful lineup, one through eight. This is crazy good. Yeah. And then you know, shit happened. You know, they yeah, got
0: shit at the fan.
1: Yeah. You know, they got. One of the best relievers, they got the best closer, I think, in baseball, Liam Hendricks. Oh, yeah. And then uh, I don't know how to say his last name, but he's the lefty in the bullpen, Crockett or something like that. You know who I'm talking about? Not really, no. Okay, well, he's one of the other good relievers, kind of like Josh Hader. Yeah. But the other thing I was going to ask you, it's on the same subject with the White Sox. What did you think about – Mercedes hitting that home run on a three oh count on a position. Okay, player.
0: so this is a this is a topic I added in last second because this is a big thing. First of all, fuck Tony LaRusso yes, for no. I mean just throwing his team under the fucking bus. If I okay, here's the thing what I got. I got be I got mad problems with the older generation of baseball, who is the quote unquote tough generation, even though They are the biggest, and people, if you want, if you're listening to this, you can quote me on this. They are the biggest baby-backed bitches I've ever heard of in my life. Look, I get it. I understand, you know, it's etiquette, the 3-0 pitch. I get it. It's a position player. Whatever the fuck you want to say. But let's, let's think about a couple things. Number one, right, Mercedes is a rookie. His deal, he's going to be looking for stuff for art or er, arbitration. He's going to be looking. Any stat he can get, RBIs, home runs, batting average, whatever the hell he can get to secure a better arbitration case and allow him to get more money from the White Sox in the future is huge for him, especially being that he is having a stellar oh, yeah. rookie year so far for the he's White probably, Sox.
1: He's probably, barring knock on wood, I don't have wood near me, but knock on wood, he will win the rookie of the year.
0: I got you. Knocking on wood, right now. Yeah. I got
1: you. He will. He will win r- rookie of the year. And you know, for me, you know, we we do think the same on the issue. You know, for me, my things like with with uh, Tony Larusa is like, dude, you cannot throw your players under the bus like that. Like seriously, yeah. like if you're you're captain of your franchise, Tim Anderson. It's telling out people
0: hat. that we still got your back. Yes. Don't listen to your See? fucking manager. Well, and did
1: you hear what Lance Lynn said? Lance Lynn was saying stuff along the lines of position players shouldn't be pitching. If you're wanting to respect the game, put a real pitcher in.
0: Exactly. Or, exa- yeah. yeah, John Boy was talking about that. Exactly. And I, I think it just it pisses me off when people talk about the unwritten rules of baseball. You know why they're unwritten? Because if you write them down, you realize how fucking dumb they are. That's exactly. when you realize, unwritten exactly. rules are bullshit. I mean, it's the same shit we saw with Fernando Tatis Jr. I don't give a fuck. That's the reason, and I did a whole presentation about the, the marketing problem in baseball. And that is the marketing problem. That when yeah. guys do this and try to revamp baseball, revive baseball, automatically, Rob Manfred, guys like Tony La Russa, managers like that, just throw them under the fucking bus. Yeah, it's bus. like,
1: you know... People like I respect like for me. Here's my thing like I know people may or may not like the bat flips But you know what if you're a pitcher pitcher. if you're a pitcher if you're a pitcher if you're a pitcher pitcher and You give up a dinger, and it's a big one for the guys Let them celebrate it because guess what let's say you okay, let's say you are pitching I don't know if you're a starter or a reliever Right but now, let's reliever just,
0: should be a starter. Be. Okay,
1: so bench warmer is what you're saying. So,
0: yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Yeah, That's so, pretty much how the season went.
1: Okay, so you know you're a reliever. Let's say you. Do y'all have the three batter rule, or can you, or do y'all just like, come in whenever?
0: We come in whenever.
1: Okay, so let's just say you come in, you got bases loaded, no outs. You get yeah. called in. So let's say, you get out of the inning, without giving up a run. You mean to tell me you're not going to get fired up about that?
0: Oh, I will be f- – I'll say let's fucking go. Oh, yeah. Oh, or, yeah. Or if a guy from, let's say, Trinity comes up, bases loaded, jacks one and bat flips the fuck out of that ball, you better believe I am okay with that. You deserve that shit. Yeah, like,
1: you know what? I shouldn't have thrown it there. Exactly. You
0: know? if, if, you're, if you're complaining – and that's my thing to Tony Larusa, like, or even the fucking twins that are getting upset about that, if you're retaliating – if you are so upset about that, how about get fucking better at the game? Don't fucking throw forty-seven mile an hour fucking lollipops from a position player, like yeah. Why, why the fuck are we doing that? Like, if, yeah, no. If you want to talk, like exactly like you said, if you want to talk about respecting the fucking game of baseball, how about how about take the fucking what's it called? Just fucking take the mindset of oh. Because he's a position player, because we're down 16 runs, because it's a 3 0 count, that he doesn't have to swing. Fucking shove it up your ass and shove the fuck up. Yeah, just like, yeah, here,
1: like, like, yeah, you hear, you just stand in the batter's box. Oh, you're up by 10 runs, 15 runs, whatever it was. The other
0: opponent shouldn't have to bow down to you and say, oh, yes, please throw this 47 mile an hour meatball down the fucking cock. And tell me not to swing at it yeah, because, like, hey, oh, hey, it's just, a respect just, just, thing.
1: Just throw, just throw it down the middle. I'll just stand Ex- there in a batter's box. You strike me out. Sure, I'm too far ahead. No, you exactly. can't do that.
0: What happened, so what Jared? If, here's what, what I want to know. What happened to win in the game? It used to be you play to the final fucking whistle. You play to the final fucking yeah. second. You play to the final fucking yeah. out. This game has just gotten more and more no, soft and over the years.
1: Baseball, okay, this is where baseball is not doing well. Um, absolutely. You know, I feel absolutely. like it's
0: not doing well.
1: Like for me, it's like they aren't marketing it. Well, like you have guys like Trevor Bauer, um, yeah. he's doing a fantastic job trying yeah, to market these the polarizing athletes, Tim Anderson, uh, Fernando Tatis. You're doing all these blackouts and shit. It's like kids. How are kids supposed to want to watch these guys? They have to go to the games and spend so much money to go to these games just to watch. Why can't they just watch them on TV? Because it's yeah. blacked out,
0: exactly. And how do you grow the game with that? Like, how do you how yeah. how is if a kid? I mean, sh- shit. I remember when I was a kid, when I was three years old, I was watching the Rangers growing up. Like, how how is a kid going to be able to get into it if they don't even know what the hell's going on?
1: Yeah, like, it, exactly.
0: It, oh my god, man. It just. Oh, I'm so glad that you fucking mentioned that because it's so dumb. Anywho, but moving on from that, going to something that is hopefully going to market the game, Jared Kellenick, Dude is, oh, yeah. I mean, I want to ask you about that. Do you think he's going to be the next star? Do you think yes. they have a star in the making like they had yes. with Kyle Lewis?
1: Yes, I do. I do think they got him. I mean, he got off to a good start, but I think, you know, has cooled off rather drastically since. But, no, he's, he's going to be a star. I think, you know, when he hits his, if, I mean, I don't want to say when, but let's just say if he hits his peak. I mean, I think he's going to be in the same talk as Tatis, uh, yeah. maybe not Trout, but I do think he'd be a top ten player in the game for sure. Yeah. Because then what people also don't know is they also have because uh, Kalenic's the fourth prospect. Yeah. They yeah. have the fifth prospect who's also an outfielder. Yeah.
0: Oh, oh, I thought we were also talking about oh and Gilbert too.
1: Up. Like I think the Mariners like see the Mariners are. Where I wish the rain, the the Rangers, they're probably about two or three years ahead of the Rangers. Yeah, and where the Rangers, yeah, they have prospects, but they're not like the Kalenics, no. the the, the uh, Lewis's, the White's, the, exactly. the
0: Gilberts, the Rodriguez or the. Yes,
1: that's the guy Rodriguez. I think yeah, it's like are, something. He's the number five prospect, and yep. no, it, it's just. I do think if baseball were to change their ways, I think the game is in great hands right It is. Right now. It really is. Like, you have guys like Acuna. Uh, you still got Trout. Uh, you still got Harper. You got Tatis, Anderson, um, DeGrom, uh, which I also do want to talk about that.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, it's... I feel like the, the game is in great hands. Aaron Judge, uh, it's just... Baseball needs to use the right tools because they can make it succeed. Otherwise, if we keep continuing down this rate, I think hockey is going to pass baseball in popularity. I really do.
0: Yeah.
1: And, you know, I was going to talk to you about DeGrom. Yeah. Uh, do you think, not saying if he retires right now, mm-hmm. but let's just say he still has a good career, do you think he's a Hall of Famer?
0: I think so. I think so. Yes, I do I too. I think he's proved it. I think he really has over the years. Like, I mean— you take a look kind of just the... Let me see if I can actually pull up some Jacob deGrom now, stats now, right now. Now. The,
1: the, now, the one thing that he doesn't have is wins. Yeah. That's the one stat that he does not have. I think but, it's,
0: by the way, freaking hilarious. Like, what you think would happen with a single-A team... Like, everyone thinks, what what if the best pitcher in baseball goes against a single-A? It's more impressive the fact that that one guy didn't strike out in that... I mean, oh, yeah. freaking K'd up eight guys. Here, let's talk about his stats right now, Jared. Now, he does have that 73 wins, 53 losses, a 254 ERA throughout his career, and not only talking about that, a 40.8 war in his career. Now, for those of you who don't know what war is, it's basically a stat that accumulates a lot of different aspects of the game. I believe it talks about batting average against, what an opponent's slugging is against them, their on-base percentage, I want to say ERA yeah. also factors a very slightly into it. There's a yeah, lot of different factors about it, but it is really, when you genuinely think about you know someone's war, that is one of the best stats. Yeah, and, no, and if I can find what Mike Trout's is, just to give you into some perspective of what his career war is, I mean, considering he is probably going to be the best player now, now of here's all time, the, it's
1: 76.1. Now, here's the other thing. Jake DeGrom's a late bloomer, yeah. if you know what I mean. Yep. If you see, he didn't really get popular until what? He was 27,
0: 28.
1: Yeah. So Kinda like a
0: Josh Donaldson. Kind of yeah, like a Josh exactly. Donaldson.
1: exactly. And you know, I like imagine like you know, we do talk about DeGrom on the Mets, but imagine if he was on a team that actually got him run support. Yeah. Dude, he'd be a god.
0: Yeah. He would. I mean, he really would.
1: He has a what? A point four eight ERA right now?
0: Right now it's a point six eight.
1: S- still unbelievable godly for a starter. Yeah. But I mean,
0: it's just wow. I mean, yeah. There there's really much. I think though he is definitely in the Hall of Fame. Now, I do want to move on to this topic because this is a topic that a lot of people have talked about within the past few years. And especially it's picked up pace since really the Raiders left town and then also um uh, what's it called? The Gold State Warriors, Warriors left town. The question now in place is the A's are really looking at exploring relocation. My yes. question to you, Jared, is do you think they relocate? And yes. The second part of that question is to where do you think they could relocate?
1: Las Vegas. Really? Because, you think look, that's look be... I, I – you, you know how it is when you're building a stadium. Yeah. This is the reason why the Warriors left. This is the reason why the Raiders left. Yeah. They do not want to use taxes on the stadium. That's what they've said. Yeah. You cannot have a sports team if you don't pay taxes on a new stadium. Exactly. Like, theoretically speaking, could Jerry Jones have afforded to build Cowboy Stadium by himself without any tax dollars? Yes. Probably. But that's just not the way it is. Why do you think Arlington has the team and not Irving like they used to? Yeah. I mean, um, I just think with Las Vegas, uh, you know, they have the Raiders. It's going to be interesting to see now with next year when they're going to have fans. But we know how they were with the Golden Knights. It's yeah. the perfect. The A's are not going to have to struggle with attendance if they go to Las Vegas. Everybody's going to go be like, oh, the Chicago Cubs are playing the, the Vegas A's. Let's go down there. Yeah exactly what they do with the golden knights
0: yeah now i do want to ask you this question because uh one of my friends her name is sam Demon, goes to trinity university one of her projects by the way shout out sam i'll let her know that this is in part of the podcast but we she was talking about for baseball um one of the potential sites they were talking her project was talking about the tampa bay race and i want to ask you about this city and if you think that this is genuinely a great idea cuz i cuz she explained it to me and i think it's a terrific idea what about nashville nashville tennessee dude
1: that's another one that i saw that they like i don't think it's the favorite but i do think yes they will have a team uh-huh. um cuz i just think las vegas is going to get one before nashville if i'm being honest with you and i and i definitely um,
0: agree with that i think just because of the the sports that have drifted towards las vegas it, i mean First of all, you had the Vegas Golden Knights, like you talked about. Then the Raiders came. So that now Vegas is going. Now, of course, they already do have the uh, 51ers, or yeah. no, Aviators. Sorry, I think they're called Las Vegas. Yeah, Las they changed
1: Vegas. it. They used to be the 50. Well, I don't know what they called it, but they, they yeah, were no, the 51ers. I, they do and now, have I believe
0: a- are the uh, Aviators. If I'm so not they
1: will. They will. I do. I do believe. Now here's the thing. I do believe one of the teams. I do not think Tampa Bay is going to stay in Florida. No, I just I just don't because um, they just so don't, you, they
0: don't get many fans going yeah. to St. Petersburg,
1: even though, even though they just won the they were just in the AL pennant. I know. I know. And so, you know, you got basically you got two teams that are going to be gone. I do not think Oakland's going to build a stadium. I don't. No, I do not I don't think Tampa Bay so is going to finance team. a new stadium. So. I do believe that one of them is going to go to Las Vegas. I do but this is where nashville comes into play could nashville be in the running could they throw another team in canada yeah could they could they go to Mon- could they go to montreal yeah. uh, vancouver um another city that i've been seeing is what about oregon portland portland i mean i don't think portland would get one but i think yeah. it would if i had to say i think one would go to canada yeah. And then the other one would go to Nashville. I mean, I yeah. do think Nashville's, because look, they, the Predators are have one of the most rowdy fan bases, and
0: that's what and in that the whole in her project she was talking about and talking about just the the city of Nashville and all that like oh yeah encapsulates it
1: yeah like how you know Nashville like I don't know if you've watched one of their games before, but let's say
0: well the freaking Winter Classic oh I mean, yeah but
1: like what, a home no trip. further than that. Oh, yeah, no, no, they did some of it at the Winter Classic. But, like, you know how they would say, let's just say they were playing the Blackhawks a few years ago. They would say, they would chant, Crawford, Crawford, you suck. It's, it's all, all your fault. It's all your fault. And it's just let one more in or something like that. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I do think Nashville will have a team. I think, okay, in the next 10 years, I believe Nashville will have a team, and I know Las Vegas will. Just like I will also say this, you heard it here first, ladies and gentlemen. I do believe Houston will also have an NHL team. Okay, I, I really? just see Houston being a market for one because one, it could give Dallas a rival, and um, they already have an arena for it. Don't have to worry about building one. Um, I just think Houston's Houston's been long rumored to have a hockey team. Yeah, so I do think. Within the decade, I think they're going to have another team.
0: I gotcha, I gotcha. Now, the last thing we'll talk about here uh, in terms of baseball, and I want to I want to get your opinion on this. And just a, a new thing that MLB has been releasing this year. They already had the Bo- the Boston Red Sox City Connect jerseys, which I've stated on the podcast before. Not a big fan of them.
1: No, but no, I didn't. I didn't like them. Then
0: either. you had the Miami Marlins that Those released cool. their City Connect jerseys. In like, terms of uh, heritage towards uh, the Sugar Dad, I think they're the old team there was called the Sugar Daddies. I want to ask you about those jerseys. What do you think of them? Because I think they're clean. I think well, red with white pinstripes just yeah, is no, so the, nice.
1: The, it is nice. I, it's just for me the way I, I – I like the jerseys, don't get me wrong. I hated Boston's because I just feel like the, there are teams that need to be wearing the – like the Yankees. They need to always be wearing those pinstripes or yeah. – the Greys. Yeah. The Red Sox always need to be wearing those whites or, you know, their regular alternate uniforms like that we've always seen, like yeah. the red or the navy, navy blue. blue. and all that, yeah. I, I just – there are some teams that don't need to be wearing those. Like yellow is not even in Boston's colors. Exactly. And
0: it's supposed to be, like, towards – um about the Boston Marathon and all yeah, that. I, I get it, but that. it just doesn't make sense.
1: Yeah, like for the Marlins, you know, for example, I mean – I think the jersey's clean, but what does red have to do with anything with the Marlins? Well, you know, the
0: heritage of the sugar daddies, apparently.
1: Yeah, it's just something I. I mean, I do like it. It's a what? It's a way to make money. That's exactly yeah. why they're doing this in the first oh, place. Yeah. Oh yeah. And um, I've got no problem with people trying to sell jerseys to make money. Yeah. I will. I won't ever wear the Boston one, but you know, I have no problem with it.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um. So moving on into the NBA, this is a big thing that really just happened uh, for them. I feel like I've said that exact line before in multiple episodes. Um, Russell Westbrook breaking the all-time triple-double record, originally set by the big O, Oscar Robertson, uh, surpassing him with his 182nd career triple-double. And, Jared, I mean, I want to talk about this, because we were in high school and literally on a Jam Sports episode, talked about the 42 triple-doubles in a season from him.
1: Yeah, no, and, you know, I mean, I don't follow basketball as well as you do, but, no, what he's doing is incredible. Yeah, Like, you're thinking, these are records that are out of touch. There's no way. I mean, it's just like, you know, we talk about with, um, like, do you think somebody's going to catch Barry Bonds' home runs? I'm gonna say no. I don't think I, so. I, for, when I remember doing it for Jam Sports, we were talking about it one, whatever year that was. I didn't think he'd get get to this point. I, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. I mean, it just shows the kind of guy he is, the, how hard he works,
0: and he's only 32 years old too. Exactly. He still probably has about four or five years in the league.
1: Oh well, of, of good basketball. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he can play till he's 38, 39. Yeah. This moment but I, I mean it's just cool watching guys do do shit that no one thinks they can do you know
0: absolutely yeah so moving on uh into the NFL a couple different things here first of all speaking of when we were talking about Travis Kelsey and uh Patrick Mahomes earlier one of their teammates Eric Fisher got cut surprisingly by the Chiefs and then got signed by the Colts I, I mean I think this is a great move for the Colts if it really does work oh, out yeah. if he comes back from his injury. And does extremely well. I think this is a great, great signing for the Indianapolis.
1: Kings. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's perfect. Because if you think about it, you know, they have, I mean, I would say the best lineman in the game in Quentin Nelson. They have one of the best centers in the game. They have one of the best right guards. They have one of the best right tackles. Well, their left tackle retired, Costanzo. So, Mm-hmm. This is just if the Fisher thing works out. It's a brilliant move, brilliant move. I, I, I do think the, it's going to be interesting. I don't know what your your thoughts are on it. I believe Carson Wentz is going to have a monster year.
0: I hope he does. I hope he does.
1: With, because if you think about it, with the Colts, not saying they're a Super Bowl contender. I think they need another wide receiver. You know, if you think about it. Carson Wentz has never had a running game before. He's never really had, I mean, besides what, Zach Ertz? He's never really had wide receivers. not saying T.Y. Hilton's any better than what he had in Philly, mm-hmm. but he's never had the running game. The defense in Philly has never been, like, like great like Indianapolis is. It's just Carson Wentz is going to have a lot of time to throw. Recently, he's really not. Had a lot of pass protection. He's been yeah. sacked He's whole. He's always lot. had
0: to scramble out of the pocket.
1: I mean, I think the Colts are going to be. I'm not saying Super Bowl. I do not think they're anywhere near Kansas City and Buffalo, but I do yeah. think they are a powerhouse in the AFC in terms of playoff contending.
0: I can agree with that. I can definitely agree with that. Now, moving on to another signing, and this is one that so I've heard many mixed thoughts about this. Tim Tebow, the man who started out as a quarterback went to baseball, made it all the way up to AAA with the New York Mets, and then decided to go all the way back to the NFL to be a tight end for his old college head coach, Urban Meyer, with the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jared, your thoughts on it?
1: Well, I, I'm i kind of in the middle. I mean, I think there's there's got to be more qualified people to play tight end for you. Mm-hmm. But, you know... I Understand I mean like what urban was saying. I mean you've seen how competitive Tim Tebow is I mean You know if let's say Imagine if he went to baseball to play for the Jets You know what I mean? Like like you know how he played for the Jets and Patriots and all that. What if he never did that? What if he went straight to baseball? I guarantee you he would have made it to the big leagues yeah, I just Again, I'm to the point would I have signed him no I would think there'd be better people for you to sign who are proven at the tight end, but I do understand why he's doing it. You know, I mean, what if it works out? He's going to look like a genius.
0: Yeah. And I definitely agree with that. Also, sorry, by the way, um, if you may have heard that, uh, on the broadcast, uh, someone tr- or my sister tried to come to the door and, uh, kind of in the middle of our recording session. Gotta love being back at home. Gotta love being back at home. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, I definitely agree with that. the The intensity that Tibo plays with is unmatched, really. If you think about it, it really is, and yeah. I think that could give him a true shot at the tight end position.
1: Now, now for you, I know you're going to be very, very sad with this question I'm about to ask you. You're going to be very, very sad. Have you prepared for life after Aaron Rodgers? Well, because I right about do not to think, jump into this topic. I do not. I. Do do not think he's going to be a Packer this season.
0: Honestly, Jared, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that. I, I, I okay. just
1: don't, unless yeah. they fire the GM. If they don't fire the GM, he's not going to play.
0: Well, here's the only reason I think, okay? I don't think Aaron Rodgers is going to retire. I think we could both agree on that. Rodgers oh, don't is not going to
1: retire. I don't think he's going to play for Green Bay, though. I'm not saying that. <laughs> the question I then do-
0: becomes, you know, with how much – because everything we've heard, we haven't heard shit from Aaron Rodgers, if you think about it, over these past no. few weeks. And it just is, it's just more circulating bullshit after circulating. Like, you yeah. saw Schefter tweet out, you know, the the thing he broke. He's just like, oh, yeah, I just broke it for shits and giggles. And, like, it, it, there we don't know what's true. We don't know no. what's false. Aaron Rodgers isn't denying anything. He's not he's not agreeing with anything. There's just so much that's going on that we have no idea. Do I believe, as a Packers fan, we need a Get we need to freaking fire Gunter Kuntz and send him away from Green Bay Island. Yes, get that man the fuck out of Green Bay. But I do think somehow I don't know how, but I do believe that Rogers is going to stay. I mean, we saw how Gunter Kuntz said for Jordan Love that yeah he's still got a bit of developing. Which if you think about it, kind of fucking means we fucked up trading up for Jordan Love. For a yeah. guy, we probably could have waited till the third round for, and now you're signing. Now I understand Blake Bortles and Aaron Rodgers both really great friends. Uh, I believe played golf together a lot, but I mean, there's there's a lot of things. You know, it really comes down to it this season. What the hell's going to happen? Is this going to be a holdout situation? Is there going to be some type of uh, agreement between Rodgers and the Packers? There's just so much that really we don't know until really June 1st, which is the next big, you know, mark in the NFL when I believe free agency begins. I mean, there's, there's a lot that is going on with this that we really don't know what's to come from the whole Roger situation. We don't know if this is true. We don't know if it's false. We have no idea what the hell is going on. And that also is props to Aaron and his team for staying silent during this and not trying to yeah. trying to make a... Mount or a mountain out of a mo mole, a molehill, but I I just don't know because I hope that Jordan Love they develop him right, but do I do I know if he's the next guy? No, I don't think so. I don't I I genuinely don't think he's the next one. I don't think Whoa. he's the next Rodgers. I don't think he's the next Favre. I think you're very no. lucky to get Rodgers... Because he just fell to the Packers and he was a solid quarterback at college. One that Yeah, got but I don't, think, I don't
1: think nobody would have ever thought he'd be no like he is fucking today. Person.
0: I didn't even know who the fuck Jordan Love was when he got drafted. I had to look this guy up. I'm like, but, who the fuck is but Jordan no,
1: Love? No, I, I just do not. I mean, Bart Starr, 16 years. Yep. Brett Farr, 16, 16 years.
0: years. Aaron Rodgers right now, 16 years.
1: Yes, so I'm going to be honest with you. I. It just seems like
0: all the, the writings on the wall say he's going to be out.
1: Yes, I, I believe he—I I just don't think he's going to play. Unless that GM gets fired, Yeah, I do not think he's going to be on the Packers. Well,
0: they're just going to inbred then the next GM. I mean, that's how the Packers pretty much work. They bring up someone who has been through the entire Green Bay front office, and it's just inbreeding after inbreeding after inbreeding with the Green Bay Packers, and shit hasn't changed since then. Uh, like, it's just, oh my god. It's just frustrating being a, and I, I feel for every single Packers fan, because it's the same bullshit year after year. Two years in a fucking row being at the NFC Championship game.
1: Well, it's because when you have a trash quarterback who, who you know, oh shit, fuck. Aaron Rodgers, see, this is the problem. He can't the decide.
0: 2020 MVP, no, 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 by no. the
1: way. You, here's the thing. He can't decide. Does he want to play for the Packers? Does he want to host Jeopardy? Or is he afraid of losing his spot on State Farm with uh, Jackson Mahomes and Patrick Mahomes? I mean, (laughs) he he might be. That might be the problem. You know, he might be fearing he's going to lose his spot to a TikTok guy.
0: Yeah, I was just about to say that. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God! Well. So we'll move on from that and getting to your kind of realm of, you know, what, your, what you um, are really the mastermind of, which is hockey. And this is a big one uh, for the Columbus Blue Jackets. John uh, Tortorella is not going to be returning next season for the Blue Jackets. So the question, Jared, is what do the Blue Jackets do next? Where do they Whoa. do next? And where do you think that Tor- uh, Tortorella goes next season?
1: Well, honestly, I do think Tortorella is going to be, I could see, Seattle. I mean, I could see a team like that. Um, I just, I don't know. It it sucks that, you know, it happened the way they did. Uh, It was cool for, you know, them last season to do what they did. Uh, Because if you don't remember, it was our senior year in 2019, they had Panarin, Nushane, Bobrovsky. Then that following season, they left. Literally, they had nothing. Yeah. And they made it to the playoffs. And I think, honestly, he is like one of the last hard-ass coaches, if you know what I mean.
0: Yeah, he really is. He really and is.
1: those are a dying breed versus your coach always being your buddy. I mean, personally, I would rather have a coach that's a hard-ass. Yeah, I mean exactly. But he won't have an issue finding another job. He'd definitely get a job if, you know, he truly wants to. He'd have one easy.
0: Yeah, I, I agree with that, Jared. I agree with that. Now, want to talk about something that happened a few nights ago. Pretty scary incident uh, with John Tavares. The whole collision oh, yeah. and everything that, unfortunately, you know, he got, I believe he got tripped, right? And then.
1: Well, it was a combination of two things. So He got hit. The, the hit was clean. Yeah. And then he, like, he kind of spun around. I don't know if you saw the video. I sent it to you. Yeah. Um, but then Corey the Perry thing that
0: accidentally, his knee goes, you know, into he
1: him. tried, he tried to avoid him you yeah. could tell he's trying to jump over him, but it didn't yeah. work. And you just feel bad for the dude. Cause I don't know. Yeah. The dude could not get up. I mean, oh, yeah. they're trying, he was trying, he just couldn't get up. Oh yeah. Uh, he has been released from the hospital, uh, Everything came back negative. I mean, he just probably got the fuck knocked out of him.
0: Oh, for sure.
1: I mean, imagine taking a padded knee to the face. Yeah. Um, It just sucks because that's who I picked to win the Stanley Cup. Is it was Toronto or Colorado? Yeah. And without Tavares, I do not think. I don't think Toronto's good enough to beat. You know, a a Boston or Washington or you know what I mean. I just don't don't see it.
0: I mean, it really does sink. I mean, especially kind of the, the story of his way into um, Toronto, because I mean, grew up a massive Toronto Maple Leafs fan. The things that happened in New York, which led him to being signed by Toronto. I mean, it just sucks. It really does. And especially just of how much he's impacted the game in his entire career. It really does suck. That happens to a guy like that. It really does. And of course we pray and hope that, he does recover very quickly. Has, you know, whatever he needs to get done gets done. You know, yeah. but the last thing here we're going to talk about on the podcast, a very rare topic, really. I mean, of course, the Champions League is going on right now for soccer. Um, I mean, yeah. Bayern Munich looking very, very solid to, uh, as well in that. I know Chelsea's doing pretty decent too. I believe they la- won their last it's, like four games. I want to say, but
1: yeah, it's big- Chelsea and City in the uh, in the um champions league final so it's gonna be fun to watch i can't wait <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, oh
0: that's okay then this is very awkward considering the fact that uh, someone texted no, me but, you know what is it gonna be uh, what's it gonna be like watching utc win the champions league here And i was like i still got i got i still got faith in my reds i still got faith in my reds that probably sounds yeah no so-
1: it's, it's gonna be um you know, it is what it is with Liverpool. The whole thing is with having injuries. That's the yeah, whole reason. big-time
0: injuries. I mean, um, shoot.
1: Um, Virgil and uh, Gomez were out. Uh, you know, they... They're
0: big signing. Who they, I, is it... No, it's not Fabinho. It's, uh... Who's the guy they got from, uh... Didn't he come from Byron? Or the one guy who they got from Byron? Oh, Thiago. Thiago. He was out for a while, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, no. It's just been an injury thing, and... You know, what sucks for me is, I mean, yes, I'm a Tottenham fan, but, you know, I don't think Harry Kane's going to be playing there after this year. And
0: that's the topic we were going to get to is Harry Kane saying he wants out from Tottenham. Now, this came – this is not really a surprise to us, Jared, because last year around this time, there were rumors that Harry Kane was going to leave Tottenham, was going to go to Manchester United, and now it's back to this situation where, you know, could it be, could it be, Jared – that we see another year that this rumor is out and that then Harry uh, Kane stays with Tottenham or do you think this time he actually makes the move and goes to Manchester United?
1: I think he's done. I I, I just Tottenham's different compared to those bigger teams. Uh-huh. They don't spend money on guys. Harry Kane was a homegrown talent.
0: That's very true.
1: They did not pay a whole lot of money for Son. They developed Son into what he is now. Yeah. Um they developed gareth bale before he went to real madrid i mean they don't win anything they haven't won a trophy in harry kane's career exactly and and yes like i heard him saying on uh, interview he was saying look like the individual accomplishments that's cool and all that but when people judge me they're gonna look at what i did for teams did you, you know
0: voice, did you hoist the
1: championship Yes. Did you win the, the Champions League? Did you win anything? And the answer is no. And I would understand getting tired of it, you know. I would get tired of it not working either, you know. Yeah.
0: It, it's, it's a very interesting situation there. It really is. And I think that's going to be a good way to wrap up this episode, especially a really good episode, definitely one of which, you know, kind of reminiscing on kind of our career of jam sports and kind of getting back into that old stomping ground um and just kind of getting to relive it in a way and it, it's yeah. it's always fun jared of course to have you on the show and especially because you're one of the only guests that i can literally talk about almost every single topic and you know what the hell is going on versus people especially yeah. i notice it when it comes to hockey they don't know what the fuck is going on with it but mm-hmm. jared of course always great having you on the show yeah. this is uh of course you remember the last time we did this uh You know, if you have anything else that you want to plug, if you want to do if you want to give a shout out to anything, go for it, man. The time is yours.
1: I don't have anything, man. I'm all good. All good. All right.
0: Sounds good, man. Well, that's gonna do it here from the Max Danielson show. As I thank you from myself, Max Danielson and Jared, of course you know this line because I said it every freaking episode for Jam Sports, but I still use it to this day for no matter whatever the broadcast may be. So I thank you, and I wish you a pleasant good morning, a good afternoon, or good evening to you wherever or whenever you may be listening. Thanks, y'all, and we will see you next episode. Take care, y'all.